You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. You dig. Every gun makes its own tune. Welcome to episode 14 of the Magical Disneyland Paris podcast, all things magical and Disneyland Paris. I am Andrew Williamson, and it's nice to be joined again by Simon West. Hello, hello, I'm back. Whee! Each Magical Disneyland Paris podcast episode will have a different focus, be it an attraction, restaurant, or special element of the Disneyland Paris world. You already know that already, because obviously we've said that 14 times in a row now. This episode, we are focusing on Disney's Hotel Cheyenne. We will also hand over to you, the listener, and discuss your views and opinions. And we've got actually quite a lot of emails to get through today, Simon, haven't we? We have. We've got a lot of emails, and that's great because I've never actually been to the Hotel Cheyenne. So, I mean, for me, this podcast is going to be nice and easy. I get to sit back and just have Andrew and the listeners tell me everything, which is lovely. So I'm going to talk to myself for about two hours, possibly. Yeah, and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I'll give you a brief history of my stays in Hotel Cheyenne. You've probably heard it before or, or you've read it before when I used to write articles a few years ago. Yeah, my first visit to the Disneyland Paris was actually in the hotel, well, was in Santa Fe across the road. But ever since then, every single stay, apart from one, which I don't really talk about because it was so bad, when I stayed in the Davy Crockett Ranch about 200 miles away from Disneyland Paris. But yeah, every other time I've stayed at Disneyland Paris it's always been on site and it's been at the Hotel Cheyenne so it is close to my heart probably one of those places uh, even though it's re- I find it a really amazing place to stay uh, for lots of different reasons we'll cover in today's episode um, it's one of those things because I've stayed there from quite a young age it's kind of lived with me so it's kind of I don't I don't like change very much so has it has it grown with you? Has it changed with you, or has it has it just been a, a staple feature of all your Disneyland Paris trips? And you've changed, but it's it's just still been there. It's stayed the same ever since. <laughs> not not much has changed. There's so I mean, like most of the Disneyland Park, then really. <laughs> but luckily, as we get to the uh, section in a few hours' time, yes, I am saying a few hours' time. We will discuss what is actually happening right now as we speak. And they're, they, are, they are improving things right now. So uh, We do love are, a good refurbishment in Paris, don't things we? Things are getting refurbed and changed ever so slightly, so we'll discuss that. So, yeah, I've stayed there, I think it's nine times now. So wow. hopefully um, I should be able to answer most of the questions. I've stayed in most of the different buildings. and There's, uh, there's 1,000 rooms, 14 buildings. Uh, I'm not going to list all the names, but names... Before I do say that, if you haven't stayed in the Hotel Shane before, it is Wild West-themed. That's something I need to say before I start reading all this information now, because you'll think, oh, there's, there's a link to all this information. Um, but if you didn't know, it is Wild West based. Um, Calamity Jane, Butch Cassidy, Billy the Kid, Sitting Bull, Doc Holliday, they're the names of some of the buildings that you will potentially stay in if you uh, book to stay at the Hotel Cheyenne. Do them names mean anything to you, Simon? Um, I'm pretty sure some of them are characters from famous western films but to be honest i don't really know anything about western films either so see, it's, weird I mean, it's, all, it's all just going over my head andrew <laughs> yes now you can see i'm passionate about this place because i didn't like anything to do with western films or well i was probably so naive as like a 16 year old when i first went here um what what is like well obviously i knew what a western film was but i had no interest in it but from staying at disneyland paris from staying at the hotel cheyenne has it changed you? It kind of got me into like loving the Wild West theme. Just... Oh, fantastic. So all of these names, a lot of them, like I say, you know their names of characters from Wild West films. 
and I would I, I knew that as well, but I now know more about these characters, which we won't go into today, but from taking an interest from staying here. Do you remember the particular blocks that you stayed in? Do you have sort of a specific connection now to Butch Cassidy or maybe Sitting Bull? The only one, well, I, the ones I've listed, I, I listed them because A, I know the characters, but also I know the blocks because a vague recollection of staying in these ones. The one I remember the most was Doc Holliday. That's mainly because um, the sign outs, they've all got individual signs outside each block um, and they've painted them on the side of the buildings. It's such amazing um, theming. But I remember Doc Holliday, A, because they've got a deck of cards outside on the sign and you just, I had to walk under there and out of there every single day uh, and, and evening when I went back to the hotel room. But also that was the holiday that I went with my family rather than being on the school trip with work. So he kind of the link there was a lot more important to me. It's great that the blocks at the Hotel Cheyenne, that, well, I suppose that the hotel itself is actually split up into the different blocks because, I mean, that's definitely adding a lot more character to the place. I know you could say Sequoia Lodge is sort of split up into blocks, kind of, but they're all the same. And you look at the other hotels, things like the New York Hotel... You know, there's there's no nothing to differentiate anything. It's all the same. It's all a little bit monotonous. So it's nice that at the Hotel Cheyenne you have that kind of thing to add a different bit of character around the hotel. Oh, definitely. And there's so many different elements that we'll discuss um, in a few minutes' time that kind of add to the theming. Obviously, they're not in your room, but you can you can you can spend a good half an hour walking around the area if you have never been before, taking it all in, and you do feel immersed by all of the different theming the hotel santa fe across the river the river grande that is also in different blocks but it's a completely different feel um i probably won't discuss that in an episode unless we both stay there again because um, it doesn't really hold any interest to me have you stayed in the santa fe before no i haven't either and uh spoilers for what's coming up later but the listener feedback that we've got really well i mean it Santa Fe is the kind of direct comparison for Cheyenne. Uh, and, yeah, you guys as listeners don't seem to really have fond opinions of Santa Fe, considering you love you love Cheyenne. So, yeah, yeah, forget that for a podcast. <laughs> the difference between Santa Fe and the Cheyenne in price bracket-wise is minimal, really. Obviously, the, the Santa Fe and the um, Hotel Cheyenne are supposed to be in the same key of same value resort package um, section if you go to the website. The Cheyenne's ever so slightly more expensive, but it's kind of minimal. It's maybe £50 here or there, depending on um, the time of year you go. But I would pay. I would be willing to pay hundreds. No, well, not, not hundreds. Don't tell Disney <laughs> that. Um, I, I would rather pay a bit more to stay in the Cheyenne because uh, it has those extra elements of the theme and stuff like that. So, yeah. The, again, the, the way it's split into different buildings... It's been done so well. Um, in the wonderful book from Sketch to Reality, if anyone has a copy of that, they go through... The section on Hotel Shen is very, very small, but Robert Stern, who was the architect for the uh, hotel, he also designed Disney's Newport Bay Club, incidentally. He was the only architect who was allowed to design two out of all of the hotels that we've got. So every, every other architect just had their own hotel, but he was in charge of two different hotels. Um, Hotel Shan is situated on the. This is from the book, actually. Hotel Shan is situated on the banks of the river, um, naturally named the River Grande, that separates it from the Hotel Cheyenne. This is what Robert Stern himself said. Do you he mean separate it from the Hotel Santa Fe? Sorry, is that what I said? It separates itself from itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can't even read from the book. 
I wanted to represent the legendary West that French people marvel at so much. What I was going to say, actually, he, he, there's a plan here, which is right up our street, Simon. He says, we even thought about including huge projectors to emphasise the guest's impression of being on a movie set. Oh, okay, now I'm interested. Now I'm excited. Now, I'm not sure if the me Obviously, I don't think they were meaning projecting onto... Well, do, how would... How You've do got you to project think... onto something, haven't you? Would it be I mean, were they, do, were they just thinking of kind of like big sort of movie projectors? I suppose you had that at the Santa Fe with the drive-in thing, yeah. didn't you? So I'm wondering if that's what they were meaning, or were they meaning... You just have some sort of massive backdrop and like project a sunset onto it or something. Possibly, yeah. You could project bits onto the buildings... Wild West. I feel characters. like I feel like we're going to talk about this later on. Oh, we definitely will. But it's, it's amazing <laughs> how even then, now depend. We're kind of jumping to a different conclusion, probably. But they mentioned that the architects mentioned including huge projectors to emphasise the fact that they wanted it to be like a, a Wild West movie set. I think it's it, it doesn't come across as a movie set to me though, because when you're walking down the streets and the round the blocks, you've got um, there's a really really from the um, the main block where the reception is and the restaurant and the bar and the shops and all the amenities, they got kind of some really big long roads, um, really wide, really well. They used to be really dusty and gravelly, but they've changed it to concrete to make it a little bit more uh, safer, I think. But the amount of children I've seen running down there and flying and scraping their heads is a little bit too many, to be honest. Um, but that's just a minor problem. Well, I, I think it's probably a good thing that you say it doesn't feel like a movie set anymore, judging by Walt Disney Studios Park and how that turned out. Yeah, so we kind of move away from that. Yes, good good old-fashioned, this is the theme, it's a real theme, not pretending to be a theme. Yeah, so even though we love the projector, in if trying to make it look like a movie set wouldn't be the way we wanted it to go, really. Robert Stern said um, as well, aside from the main building which houses the reception and all the other areas I just mentioned, all of the buildings are the same, with the exception of the way they are painted. Now, you can, if you're walking around the backs of some of the buildings, you can see, which is probably what it was like in the Wild West anyway, they had the box of the building, and it's then clad with the wood, which is then painted in different colours, with really big signs on for, like, well, they all say the different names of the buildings, and they've got rooms and big words on, white, big white windows. But then if you kind of go down the back or the side... You can see where the facade of the building is made out of wood and it's kind of rising above the, the normal shape of the building, which is where the sign's been painted on. Or it's like, it's like a fake roof line has been, the illusion's been created like a fake roof line. But again, looking back to Wild West films and from other things that I've looked at since staying at the Hotel Shan, that's kind of the feel you would get from walking into a film, in my eyes, in my head. Well, Robert Stern has done his job then. Definitely has. Um, he also says he organised them in such a manner uh, to give them some character with the use of these two techniques. He was able to create an authentic town. Um, there's also talked about um, some crazy names as well. So the, the saloon is Red Garter Saloon, which is quite not, not totally risque, but obviously a garter is under a lady's uh, dress. Saucy. So it's a little bit saucy. I'm just taking my children to the Red Garter Saloon for a couple of beverages. Ugh, what is Disney doing to our kids these days? <laughs> but it's one of those clean, clean but filthy funny names, if you kind of get what I mean. <laughs> clean but filthy. <laughs> so yeah, the, um, the, the Hotel Xi'an, the Wild West theme hotel with its 1,000 rooms and 14 buildings, opened as soon as the park opened in 1992. So we uh, 
I can't remember how many rooms there were in total. The, the whole resort, it was many, many thousands. But it, even though I haven't stayed anywhere else other than the Santa Fe and the um, Davy Crockett Ranch, to be honest, because you're only going there for the parks, in, well, I go there for the parks and the entertainment that's in the Disney parks themselves, and you kind of you stay in the hotel to sleep and then have breakfast in the morning. There's nothing else I feel anyway, personally, that I would need from a hotel. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you on that. I I don't quite understand why, you know, hotels at Disney have like spas or swimming pools or whatever. I sort of think, well, you could you can go to a swimming pool wherever you want, but you've got a you've got some cracking theme parks just just up the road from you. Head on there. So a lot. Of, uh, that's probably people are asking me questions now. I can hear it in the back of my head saying, well, why do you stay on Disney property? Why don't you stay off-site? But again, you don't... If you, Convenience. For me, it's a 15-minute walk, because I walk quite fast. I can probably do it in 10 to 15 minutes to the Disney Village anywhere. Oh, there's, then, a, there's a bus service as well, isn't there? There is. I've, I, I used the bus the first few... The shuttle bus the first few times I stayed there, but I, because the weather's always been pretty nice. It's been cold, but it's it's been nice enough. I've always walked, and I've always found, especially now with the extra security... Walking um, past the back of the Hotel New York, um, through the back of the Disney Village, the security section there, you, you kind of fly through there. Oh yeah, that's a lot faster than going through sort of the main the main entrance with the yeah. car park, rail station, etc. So if you were to go on the shuttle bus, you then need to go through the main check uh, checkpoint security checkpoint as well. So it's kind of you you may be saving a little bit of leg time, or and if the bus is there straight away, while when you get to the bus stop at the, outside the hotel. You still, you're probably still saving time by walking if you can physically walk all that way. Which is well, maybe video. that's a that's our DLP top tip for you then. There we go. Try walking. Um, and the Lake Disney outside the Newport Bay, when that's lit up, uh, when it's starting to be like even really early morning, or if it's twilight and it's or it's dark when you're walking home, it's such a nice walk, and you've got the River Grande and everything like that. So it all adds again to the Disney magic, and I don't feel I would get that from staying in a another hotel off-site. Um, so again, paying that little bit extra, even if it is just for a room with a bed and some breakfast in the morning, which we'll discuss later on, it, I would still pay that little bit extra just to stay in the Wild West frame because, again, it, I love it so much. And that, that's even though I've never really mentioned Frontierland in Disneyland Park as being one of my favourite lands in the park because Discoveryland probably is, but the Wild West theme links to that. There's no mention of it really, as far as I'm aware, from the Hotel Cheyenne to Frontierland. Maybe they could make a more obvious link, possibly, but it looks like they're going a different way, and we'll discuss that in the future section later on. But doesn't I kind of link them both in my head, so staying in the Hotel Cheyenne is getting me ready for going to Frontierland. Well, definitely. I mean, the Wild West theme carries across. It's an interesting one, because sort of think, well, why not, you know, have a sort of Thunder Mesa Mercantile building or something in amongst the the many buildings at Hotel Shine. But then I suppose the other thing is, well, you know, Disneyland Park, you know, it's got its own story and you're outside of that. I mean, what then? Would you have the Disneyland Park story continuing into Walt Disney Studios Park? That would be a bit weird, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, actually, I don't think I'd be. I'd be against any sort of continuity like that. I think that would be quite a fun idea. But then I suppose Thunder Mess is supposed to be some kind of little mining town, isn't it? And you wouldn't want this really it's kind of a big. It's a big area, and the idea would be that there's lots of different. There's a saloon, and there's the, the place where you can eat the, the uh, chuck wagon. 
So maybe it wouldn't fit right with the size of the, the little village or the little mining town, possibly. Who knows? Maybe we're thinking about it too, too much. <laughs> well, that's what we do, isn't it? And that's why people love us. Oh, yes. So yeah, outside, um, as well as the buildings and the part of the paving, there's lots of different props and other elements. There's um, a nice... Now, last time I seen this, it looked run down, and I'm sure it's closed. But if anybody uh, knows different, because I've never played on this before, but there's a like it's like a big climbing frame, big fort made out of wood that children can run up and down on, uh, Fort Apache. Now, as far as I'm aware, I think it is closed, but on the uh, pictures and everything I've looked at, again, these are from a few years ago now. It looks so amazing. I've walked past it a couple of times. Um, I think it is open to walk in, but... Like I don't, I'm not sure if you can climb up to the top of it anymore, but it was a good place for for children um, when they're walking back to the hotel to have a little run around and let the parents have a little five minutes break sitting down by the river. You've also got um, some teepees like, dotted around the um, the hotel outside area, so people can run in and out of them, and it's just nice photo opportunities, um, something else to look at and adds to the theme. Another interesting element, which is relatively new, I think it started in 2014, was Remy's Vegetable Patch. Now, you said about having a link to Walt Disney Studios. Um, there's one for you. Well, yeah, interesting. We, we find a link to Remy rather than uh, Frontierland, but, you know, whatever. It's good enough. Yeah, so the Vegetable Patch, I need to click on the website because it tells me exactly. It says approximately 20 different types of vegetables are grown here. When I went... Uh, last time it was just the start of spring season so there's a nice big um, spring themed signs up that tells you all the different things about the garden and about the vegetable patch uh, there was also some long grass that wasn't cut which is either a way of saving money or a way of trying to grow some wildflowers and trying to get some nature to add themselves like rabbits and butterflies and that kind of thing so I'm not sure but um, yeah there was some long grass part of the uh, diversity of the park I think to try and make it uh, diverse and professional and lovely yeah well definitely i mean that's that's always one of the strengths of uh, disneyland the horticultural programs that go on it's extraordinary the amount of uh, plants you have around disney theme parks the um vegetables they're also used in bistro Shiremi and uh, restaurant agraba cafe so it's quite good that these vegetables are 100 percent organic pesticide free and apparently remy has been growing them in hotel cheyenne He's a remarkably talented frat. <laughs> uh, we've already mentioned it a few times, saying that you can look over this river, the River Grande, to the Santa Fe. But again, it's such a nice place to just walk down. Uh, when you get closer to the um, Disney Village, you can see, I don't know what type of fish they are, but there's some really huge fish fish swimming up and down the river. So again, people can. I've often seen people when I'm walking to the village, just standing, leaning on the barrier, just looking at the fish. Looking at like looking through the trees, it's such a nice place. And we've stayed in a room a few times on the river. Um, again, I think you do pay a little bit more of a premium to stay there because it is such like so close to the path that takes you into the village. But it's also such a nice place because there's there's nothing else behind that other than the river. So it's uh, if you open your curtains and you're lucky enough to be on the river, if you are sitting in your room, you can see the river and the trees. So again, it adds to the theme. It adds to the feel. You don't get that from staying in a, a hotel in Val de Europe. Very true, very true. To be honest, you don't get that uh, in a lot of the other hotels in uh, in Disney. So there's another extra touch as to why Hotel Shen is, even though I've only stayed in three hotels, that's one of my favourite, well, it is my favourite. 
So I, I say I, that, admittedly, well, if you stayed in a certain room in a Disneyland hotel and paid oh well. your soul for it, then you could probably get a view over Main Street, but... That would probably be... Well, I can't afford it. Oh, I can't definitely afford that, but it definitely, uh, that would definitely beat the River Grande. It would be pretty good. The we hotel... can dream, Andrew, we can oh, dream. We definitely can. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to taste every single premium room from every hotel? That'd be nice. Just, just... to just to make sure we're completely fair and we're not just giving the hotel share, or, or I'm not giving the hotel share all this kudos for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Disney, get in, get in touch with us. We'll go around, we'll do a fair review of all of them, you know. Obviously, yeah. all exclusive, paid for. You've got to, oh, got yeah. to do it. And we'll do it all in one week, so you can just put us in a new room every night. That's that's only seven. What do you want about Andrew? We can do better than this. <laughs> We've got a barter more. Better negotiations. We'll, we'll think about this and come back to it. Hotel facilities. Chuck Wagon, which is the um, restaurant. So you can have your breakfast in there, you can have your lunch, and you can have your dinner. I've been for, well, I, I have the breakfast every time I stay there which is quite interesting and I've also had some of the all you can eat buffet for an evening meal um but it's not, not compared to what you can get elsewhere it's quite basic the dinner the all you can eat dinner and the price again for compared to what you would pay in the UK it is expensive especially when it's about 20 euros or 25 euros and that's without a drink and then if you pay an extra 4 or 5 euros you get a tin of fanta or something like that but it's again. It's I, the only reason I ate there was because I was feeling ill one night, so I couldn't, I couldn't face going out and eating. So by the time I went back to the hotel, and I kind of got my appetite a little bit, I was we went into the restaurant. Um, so I wouldn't normally eat in there, but it was edible. There was sausages. There was all sorts of food that I would eat, and it was uh, pretty tasty, really. The uh, the breakfast I mentioned just a minute ago about being that being quite funny. Um, you have to you get a when you when you register or sign in at the hotel when you uh, first arrive, you um, as when we were going to school we're given a time so we haven't got a pick. But when I stayed with my family, they let us choose. Well, do you want um, a six till seven or a seven till eight time? And they give you a coloured card, and then every morning you go down with that card at the time that you're allocated. And you show them the card. What you do is you, you as soon as you go in. You're inundated with baskets and baskets and baskets full of croissants. If you don't like croissants and bread, then you're kind of stuffed, really. Or if you've got a, <laughs> if you've got a gluten allergy, there will be stuff for you, but you kind of all you can smell is fresh, so-called well, kind of fresh croissants, bread, bowls full of Nutella, bowls full of butter. So I'm in heaven, really, because I, I just make myself Nutella croissants and pano chocolates, and that's kind of me ready for the day. Well, I mean, the I'll be honest, I can't remember many breakfasts at Disney hotels. Uh, last one I stayed in would have been the Newport Bay. And to be honest, that sounds basically the same as the breakfast there. I don't think they had any sort of timed system going on. Although, mind you, I remember going down for breakfast every morning. And it was complete madness. There was too many people. But anyway, there we are. <laughs> sounds pretty similar. Yeah, it is, it is kind of madness. Now, when we're with students, because they, obviously they're wanting to move at a faster pace than... Not if I was going with my family, I would go at a lot slower pace. I would get up earlier and choose the earlier slot. But they're just kind of running around. There's there's no kind of system to it. If you want to go straight for the yogurts or the hams and the meats, you're kind of bypassing everybody. People are bumping into each other. People are like, hold, obviously everyone's holding a tray. There's, there's plates sliding around. There's food flying everywhere. Um, people are getting a bowl full of cereal. They can't find the milk because there's no milk next to the cereal. You need to go into the area where the tables are. 
where you've got big milk machines next to the coffee. Um, occasionally, I don't know if it's just because they were stupid or because it was a mistake from Disney themselves, but it could occasionally have been known to see people putting orange juice on their cereal by accident. Whoa. <laughs> Now, they are, they are symbols, and there's big oranges, and there's big cartons of milk, or lait, as it says in French. So I don't know how they've made the mistake. Maybe they're just completely asleep. Maybe they're queuing up in the wrong queue, and they don't realise at the time. Uh, I mean, maybe, Andrew. Maybe that's just a taste thing. Maybe we're missing out on possibly, cereal with orange juice. Possibly. And more fool us. It's kind of like, this is kind of digressing completely off track. But when I went on, as a school, when I went on a school trip as a student myself, not to Disneyland Paris, uh, to a wet and it was wet and wild in the northeast of England, like a water park. I don't even have, I must have been ten years old, something like that. Again, I wasn't paying much attention. I bought um, something like chicken nuggets and chips or something like that. Really disgusting cardboard chicken nuggets as well. But we got to the table. What I thought was a sachet of salt to put on my chips. Put it all over the chips. It was sugar. Oh dear. And I didn't realise until I started eating them. <laughs> it wasn't very nice but obviously because I was so well I tried to be cool to keep up with the cool kids I didn't you just, ki- just keep I eating those chicken nuggets I didn't say anything I just kind of tried to scrape off as much of the sugar as possible but it was the most disgusting chicken nuggets and chips I've ever had oh, well you've learnt now Andrew you've learnt so I always check to make sure it's salt and not sugar every is time is this salt not sugar is this orange juice or milk who knows the, uh, the room you have your breakfast in, the Red Garter, um, not the Red Garter, the Chuck Wagon, is quite big. It's quite basic. It's wooden tables, but again, it's themed. So you've got a bar area, which normally um, during the evening meal is where they would serve you some drinks. And they also take drinks because the, um, the, the Red Garter Saloon is connected to the Chuck Wagon Cafe. Um, occasionally, I've sat in there for breakfast if there's been too many people because it's kind of like an overflow area as well but there's a bar um, and I've got a picture of Noah doing this so I might if I can find it I'll post it on Twitter but the the seats the bar stools are like horse um, saddles so when you're you're sitting against the bar you're sitting on like a horse's saddle as if you're riding a horse that's very cool so that was quite cool if you look up you've got all the wooden beams you've got big chandeliers which are like obviously old school big wooden things You've got carts everywhere. I've seen a couple of people come in and do it. hasn't happened for a few years now, but I'm sure they used to do some kind of line dance. There were, if it was somebody's birthday or something was happening, just all these servers would get into a line every half an hour or so and do some crazy line dance in the middle. Now, <laughs> that sounds great. That just came to me then, so I don't know whether I've had a dream about that or it actually did happen. I'm sure it did. So if anybody out there remembers it, because I'm doubting myself now, but please tweet us and let us know. Hashtag line dance Cheyenne or something like that, just so I can keep an eye on it. And there you are. That's our podcast question for this episode. Was there ever some line dancing servers at the Hotel Cheyenne? I hope there was because I'll sound stupid if there wasn't. <laughs> um, the Red Garter Saloon got the tiniest little stage. I've seen somebody singing on there once. The rest of the time there's just been a big DJ deck, like boxer amplifier and people have just went up and played some music. So that wasn't really authentic um, to the Wild West theme, but the music they were playing kind of was. It's just it's quite a small bar. It's got some nice tables outside with kind of like a veranda or decking area outside. So if it's a nice evening, you can sit outside and kind of sitting in the Wild West theme outside the saloon. So again, that's something you can't do anywhere else really in the world other than all these other Wild West saloons. Well, it sounds pretty good to me. 
the shop as well is well all well themed. The the reception area. There's kind of like a covered area outside where the buses used to pull up, um, but they've changed that slightly, so the buses don't go right, right outside the Hotel Shan now. But the covered area was before they moved the characters away from the hotels. That was where you could meet Pluto, not Pluto, Goofy. You could meet Goofy dressed in his Wild West gear, and we've met him quite a, a few times as we've like arrived at the hotel or when you're just walking through the reception area going to the shop. He's there at different. Well, he was there at different times of the year, um, but then sadly they've moved the characters away from the hotels and into the extra magic hours in Disneyland Park. The um, entertainment outside. I'm going to talk about the rooms in detail in a minute. But the entertainment outside. Just recently, as recently as August, which has just passed us by, there was, there's a really cool barbecue which featured Chip and Dale. So for a slightly uh, extra fee as well, for another fee that you have to pay for, you get all you can eat barbecue outside i think you can take it inside as well so you've got that and you've got chip and dale doing dances and there's different activities and stuff that children can get involved in um it was only for the month of august um so it's possible that they're going to it was kind of a tester to see if people were interested in that and i believe um, some people have mentioned this in the the emails that have been sent in so i'll probably discuss this later on um i also know that steve from dedicated dlp um he was there just recently as well and on the dedicated dlp podcast they've discussed this feature so if you're interested in finding out more you can listen to their episode about this and we'll see what our listeners have thought about it as well but it's something it's something new and hopefully they'll bring it back in future years well it sounds fab doesn't it i mean a i love barbecues and b i love chip and dale because the people that seem to do those characters are always completely mental and doing things they really shouldn't be doing but, you know, it's it's great, isn't it? That's a kind of different live outside, you know, you can take a bit of time and have a barbecue. It's all you can eat anyway, or you can eat barbecue. What's, you know, what's bad about that possibly? So it's great that they're testing it, and I hope that, I hope that it does come back. I mean, to be honest, I hope that we see it popping up in more places, frankly. I mean, why don't they have a massive barbecue in sort of one of the quieter, non-used areas of Frontierland? Oh, exactly. You... There's so many different. Like it could be that the 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 testing it out there to kind of roll it out as a like a rolling program. So maybe they'll have a different barbecue in a different hotel area. Like you say, they maybe even have different themed barbecues or different themed activities like this in different areas of the park. It'd be wonderful to see it happen. Some sort of big outdoor kebab thing in Adventureland. I can't think of anything for Discoveryland. Oh, what's what's in the latest Star Wars film? Food that you can. Put water in and it hydrates into oh, food. Oh, yeah. There we are. We can have that in Discoveryland. There we go. That sounds dreadful. Let's not do that. <laughs> it can't be as dreadful as a black burger that they have in um, the Hyperion. That looks terrifying. You know, in Japanese McDonald's, you can get that as well. They're called Squid Ink Burgers. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Very, very scary. It's kind of like the time when they brought out, Heinz brought out green tomato sauce. <laughs> oh, that didn't work out well for them. I tried it. And even though it tasted exactly the same, obviously your senses, your your, your sight, just kind of your, your your brain's going, oh, what are you doing? You should not be eating this. It's green. Exactly, that's not right. But a barbecue with Chip and Dale at the Hotel Cheyenne, that's right. Everything fits. It's a great idea. Now I can't remember the answer to this question, so hopefully you know the answer. Which one's Chip and which one's Dale? Um, I. Pretty sure Chip is the one with the black nose because it's like a chocolate chip, and then Dale's the one with the red nose. I think if I'm wrong, somebody shout at me on Twitter. Oh, they definitely will. You won't be able to sleep for weeks if you get it wrong. 
because somebody the reason I mention it is because a couple of people have mentioned it recently on Twitter and they've got it wrong. So really, <laughs> so Oops. sorry, but I wanted to put you on the spot to see if you were correct, and the people will tell you and find out because I don't know the difference. Fair enough. I can't remember what it was, but my one of my favourite character memories at uh, at a Disney park. I think this was in I think it was in Florida when I was really really young. Uh, but we're in a restaurant and Chip and Dale rock up, and I think something like some bloke at another table managed to get them wrong, and they literally stood him up, walked him out of a door, and then locked the door on him. <laughs> While the family were just there, like, oh, you've just you've just thrown out our dad. What are you doing? And then the Chip and Dale were there having a great time. It was hilarious for me. No idea who the guy was, but. <laughs> Some good banter. So hopefully you've got it wrong and they listen to this and they see you again sometime. <laughs> they, they'll lock you out. <laughs> they'll be locked out of the Disneyland park. Um, this might interest you, seeing as though you're six foot something tall. Pony rides? I could never get on one of those things. <laughs> um, it's weird because they've been on the go and they've been on the on the entertainment schedule for the Hotel Shine for quite a while now. And the first time I've seen them was March this year. It's weird how these things seem to sort of pop up and disappear. Yeah, and it, does, it doesn't seem to correlate to any sort of seasonal schedule often. No, I can imagine the idea is that if it's sunny and warm-ish, then the ponies are allowed to come out. Or maybe they came back early for the, the, the summer season. Because I, every time I have stayed there, apart from once, has been early in the, in, the, in the year. So it has been hit or miss, whether it would be freezing cold or quite warm in the sun. So I take it it was quite warm in the sun when I went in March because it was, it wasn't wet and it wasn't really cold. So it's probably just the weather that's came down to it. But um, yeah, you got for a little fee, kind of like Panoramagic, you have to pay a little fee extra to have a little pony ride, which is quite a shame. It would be nice if it was kind of part of the price. But you you kind of get on your your well, I don't think it's for adults, it's for children. But your oh, child gets that's... on your child. You're probably you're probably still class as a child anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Your child or your, yourself, Simon, get on a pony at one end and you just kind of walked across and back up and down the path uh, near the uh, reception area. So it's uh, quite a nice little addi- addition there. Kind of like what we're saying with the barbecue with Chippendale. It's just something else. It adds more to the atmosphere. It gives you a reason. Obviously, you don't want to stay in the hotel all day because you know, that's not what you're, you're not there for that reason. But you can also have a little extra bit and maybe on your way to the parks or if you know you're coming back if you've got younger children and you need to put one of them to, to I was going to say to sleep that doesn't sound very good if you want to put one of them to bed rather than kill them you want to put them <laughs> to bed then um, your older son or daughter can have a pony ride while your wife's inside or you're inside having a little rest as well they also have um, a little video games arcade because we know Disney love those especially in the um Exit to Star Tours, where they used to have that lovely uh, the, the video games in there, and Alpha, Alpha and Beta, the yep, arcades. The arcades. Yeah. So if you are stuck for anything to do in Disney, or you've went all that way to France, there are some video games. Um, it says indoor play area as well, but now I've never been into the video game arcade, so whether or not the indoor play area, which is probably really small, is in the arcade, somebody will need to help me with that one as well, because I've never actually seen the indoor play area um, and obviously you won't have because you've never stayed here before nope but if you're interested get in touch with Disney because apparently there is an indoor play area if it's not open anymore I do apologise now the most important part of a hotel and we've probably been speaking for half an hour now is the rooms so it might be an idea to actually delve inside once you've gone into the hotel building now the outside of the buildings 
the, again because they're so well designed and if you're far away from the, the themed areas you don't notice how many doors entrances exits there are to the buildings the only downside to these entrances and exits possibly uh, especially when you go to more modern hotels these days in the UK is that the outside doors aren't locked for like safety or anything like that now it's probably for safety reasons they're not locked and for convenience but kind of because I'm so used to it now if you stay in the Premier Inn you've got to use your key card to get into the floor that you need to go on or to get from the reception to the main part of the hotel um, what's your opinion on that before we move on um, that's interesting I don't think I've stayed in a hotel for a long time where you've had to use a key card to get into a sort of specific just a you know section of the hotel really yeah I can't I can't think of what actually maybe, maybe it's just me you go to it you go to fancier premier inns than I do um, we went to Thomas Land recently at Tamworth and mm. I love Drayton Manor yeah the um, they have a key card as soon as, even not sometimes they do it during the evening, but this one all all throughout the day, you need your key card to get from the reception area onto the landing. To find oh, the room. well, well, you see, Drayton Manor is that's like my local theme park. That's yep. a, that's just a day trip in the car. I don't, so you I don't, don't need, need to stay, stay overnight for that. Oh no, no, not at all. Um, maybe it's just me then, but also probably from the teacher point of view, if I knew those doors locked. And it was harder for students to sneak out of these doors. Or if there was only one door into the building, it might make manning the building a little bit easier. So what you've got when you get inside, forgetting about the outside doors, there's really big, long corridors right the way through the buildings. And obviously the stairwells, because they're two-story. So you've got rooms on the bottom floor, uh, the ground floor. You've then got rooms on the first floor. All the same, big, long corridors relatively nicely themed carpets they probably do need a bit of titivated from what I've seen so far they haven't really done much with the carpets in the corridors um, but I'm sure once they start finishing blocks off and moving around the different parts of the hotel they will be um, updating the decor in the corridor and the on the carpet as well But you've is, got there, your... is there something wrong with the carpets? No, they just obviously haven't been changed since they opened in 1996. Andrew doesn't like them these carpets are not to my taste he says change these carpets it's probably also because we, this makes us sound really sad now, but as teachers, we, oh sit, we sit outside on the carpets, Oh. outside our rooms, just to make sure that the students aren't wandering in between bedrooms. So it's, uh, we spent, I've spent many an hour sitting outside on the corridors, so I know the corridors really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the doors are quite impressive, actually, big wooden, solid wooden doors, you can hear them slamming. They're so oh, solid. We like a good door slam. That's that tells you it's a good door. And again, it's it makes it easier. Well, ha- it makes it easier for us to listen to all the door slamming, so we know if there's a student trying to escape or has escaped. This podcast is turning into a wonderful insight into the life of a teacher on a school trip. <laughs> so once you delve in, well, they've got the horseshoe on the door, uh, and there's a peephole as well. So you can see the number on the side on the door frame. You've then got um, the horseshoe on the door with the peephole. The traditional Disneyland Paris um, keycard mechanism on the wall as well with the green and red light. You have to kind of put your card in and out about 50 times. You do it fast, you do it slow, you pull it in and out really slow or faster again, wiggle it, wiggle it around. It then lets you into the room. Once you're in the room, and this is current state of affairs, if you stay in a current bedroom, not a new refurbished room, you've then got the bunk beds, you've then got a double bed, You've got a chair, you've got a little cabinet with the um, safe on it, and you've then got 
chest of drawers with probably the most famous item in the room. Do you know what that is, Simon? You obviously no, I'm st- wondering what this is going to be. Yeah, you haven't stayed there, but you've, sure, you've never heard of this amazing item I'm going to talk about right now. Is it a television? No, no, no. Oh. Although that TV is quite interesting because of what's on it. Oh, it's a lamp. It's the lamp. Yes. What's it, what is it, though? I've no idea. I'm, I'm just reading the podcast notes and it says <laughs> something about a lamp. <laughs> the lamp is in the shape of a boot, a cowboy boot. That's pretty good. The good news, the lamp is a feature in the new refurbished rooms as well. Oh, very good. Um, so, yeah, there's no there's no IP kind of tie-in in the current rooms. So you've got the carpets kind of like um, a buffalo head kind of pattern. So you've got the big horns and the, obviously the head part as well because you don't get the horns without the head. But you've got um, little like Indian headgear and cowboy um, hats uh, printed on the side of the beds. And you've got like a Wild West type of theme border running across the top. Um, I can't remember what the pattern's called, but there's a nice pattern, like a Wild West type pattern on the curtains as well. So again, it's a nice, it, it kind of, it, the Wild West theme is still flowing in the room. You feel, even though the rooms wouldn't be like that in the Wild West, you still feel the Wild West connection and, and the boot. I would love to have a, a, a version or I would love to have an actual boot from the Hotel Cheyenne. Well, you never know, maybe maybe one day they'll start selling it. It's good, it's good that they've got that kind of thing because that's, that's the kind of detail, that kind of extra little final touch that we like in Disney. That extra bit of character. And even though, obviously, they've been cleaned, most of them, but they haven't been, refur- <laughs> they haven't been refurbished until now, the rooms, um, since 1992, or nearly 25 years. But because of the Wild West theme, obviously, they're not run down. I wouldn't say they're completely run down, but you don't notice it as much as you probably would in other hotels because... It sort of goes with the territory with uh, with Wild West and wooden things, doesn't it? To have a bit of a rustic feel. Yeah, so like the wood's, the wood's all scratched and it'll be all worn down, but because it kind of probably had that effect initially anyway and you want the wood to look all worn because it is the Old West, then it kind of it adds to the rustic feel of it, so you kind of get away with it a little bit in here. The hotel TV... Features Sophie. <laughs> Sorted! The top 10 countdown. We would miss that if it wasn't there. <laughs> the bathroom has the same, well, it has some fancy wallpaper that's kind of Wild Westy and the same board is in the bathroom, but it's just a bog standard bathroom. They're probably the things I hate the least, well, like the least about the hotel rooms. The bathrooms are quite porky and really, really outdated now. Um, but you do get your free toiletries every day you stay there, as long as you use them and or put them in your luggage every day. Clever. So you, I've got a box full of them somewhere in this house. You are the wily traveller, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, you meant you mentioned the sort of bathrooms not being that fancy. I I don't think they're particularly fancy at any of the hotels. And again, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, at the Disneyland Hotel they've got something really fancy, but obviously just a get, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You have a well, the free S's, isn't it? What is it? Shit, shave, and shower. Oh, we're going to need to mark that up on the podcast now. I have to put a beep on there. Foul language. If we put a beep on it, it's fine. Oh, that's very clever. Beep. Shower and shave. There we go. Perfect. But yeah, that obviously they are refurbishing the whole room when they're doing the refurbishment, but that the bathrooms for me were the area that definitely needed it done the most. Um, currently, there's no Wi-Fi in the hotel rooms. 
There is the wonderful data connection port or LAN Category 5 cable sticking out. Wow, that's, that shows it's 1992, doesn't it? Which I've, obviously I've never used, and I can imagine nobody's really No one has it. ever used them. If anyone's there on business, then they'll probably stay in the hotel New York, I would say. But who goes to Disneyland Paris to do business? No, 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 no. Unless you have... Well, there's a, the business solutions from Disneyland Paris host conferences, don't there? And they host different event, events, so possibly some people may require internet access on a, a, a like a laptop. Ah, oh, but there's a theme part. I mean, just tell your boss, ah, oh, the laptop died and I, ha- I had to go on Space Mountain, you know. God, you've got to come up with some sort of excuse. Oh, I'm there with you on that one. So you've got that, um, where's it gone? I had a list. There was a list on here of other features. I think I've completely got rid of it. Yeah, I've no idea where that's gone. Whoops. The list included, um, oh, no, it's there. Look, there's a, the shops there. There's the washroom as well. So even though it's not, it's kind of, it's, again, it's themed. It's themed as a little Wild West kind of section. There's a vending machine in there and some washing machines and tumble dryers. So you can do your own washing in this little outhouse on the main street. I think it's coin-operated as well, so you put your coins in. Proper old-fashioned stuff. Well, like the Wild West, coin-fashioned, coin-operated uh, washing machines. That's exactly <laughs> what all the cowboys had. There we go. There's also... And because there's no air conditioning in the rooms, they've got the big wooden, old-fashioned wooden fan that's spinning around in the ceiling as well. And I've never, apart from staying in a hotel, Shane, I've never came across one of them before. So again, to me, and this is how sad it kind of makes me sound, but the ceiling fan is, to me, linked with Disneyland Paris and staying in Disneyland's hotel, Shane. Nice. So yeah, if I see wooden boot and I see ceiling fans and I see old rusty, well, not rusty, old rustic wooden bed um, and bunk beds. It all harps back to Disneyland. It all Paris. takes you straight back to the Hotel Cheyenne. It does. And um, there's not much else I can really say about the hotel rooms, unless you've got any questions about. I don't think so. I think we should uh, head on talk about how the rooms are going to be changed or are changing because uh, the hotel's under refurbishment, sort of block by block. Well, as we speak, almost. Yeah, it's going to be more than a year. I think it's still it's still got another year or eighteen months left before they're all completely done. Because uh, obviously they can't do it all overnight. Uh, all the all the refer- all the all the refurbishments, all the facilities are still open as normal. So I'm not sure if they are going to renovate the Red Gatter Saloon or the Chuck Wagon Cafe. I haven't heard anything about that, but it says on the Disneyland Paris website that all of the facilities are open as usual while the refurbishments taking place. There's definitely been, I would say, there's probably a block finished now. Um, if you're lucky enough to book. A lot of people I've spoke to or um, read their tweets on Twitter recently, they've either been lucky enough to have been given a new room to stay in or some people have just said that when they booked they've requested if possible, can they have a new room some people have paid a little bit more for them some people haven't, so I think it's just been luck of the draw really, but if you want to try and you are looking at booking um, definitely if you're going through a travel agent ask them to put in a word um, holidayhamster.com, ka-ching you can also um, go straight through Disneyland Paris themselves, and I'm sure you can request a new room. Because uh, once we've talked about them, and once you've searched for the images, you'll definitely want to stay in one of these new rooms. They look very swanky. Yeah, so I mean, all the show notes uh, that we're looking at at the minute, we've got a picture from uh, Disneyland Paris Treasures. So if you give if you give them a quick look up, you'll probably find these images on Tinternet. And <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's a it's a big change, isn't it, really, to the rooms? 
Oh, it definitely is. Obviously, there's no physical change to any of the, the size of the rooms. All the bathrooms in the same place. But one of the popular things of the rooms was the bunk beds in the uh, Hotel Shan. Especially for us as a school. Um, we could, we knew we had one student at the top, one at the bottom, and officially one in the double bed. Sometimes they like to have four in a room, so they put two in the double bed. Um, but straight away, you've got a double bed and then what looks like a sofa bed. Now, the so I know for a fact that the sofa bed is officially for two people, so you can still end up with the same number of people in the room. But if you've got, not obviously you don't spend any, you don't spend time in rooms with strangers. But if you're not really close or you're not family with the people you're sharing a room with, then if you're sleeping, if you used to sleep in the double bed, that's fine. But if you used to sleep in the bunk beds, then they they fold out and they kind of make two beds really close to each other next to each other so that's maybe going to change the dimensions of staying in the hotel shan a little bit possibly it's an interesting one i mean one thing that disneyland paris is trying to do is it's trying to set itself up as a premier resort and i think the changes that they're making to the hotel cheyenne certainly it looks it sort of looks more swanky to look at and i i don't know whether kind of this idea of oh well we'll get rid of some of the bunk beds and have a sofa bed instead i don't know whether that's all still part of kind of going up market or whatever but i mean I used to love bunk beds as a kid. Bunk beds were so much fun. Yes, because if you don't have a bunk bed, I've never slept in one before. Having knowing that you were going to sleep in the bunk bed in the Hotel Cheyenne was kind of, especially for our students. Again, how sad this, how sad is this? But it was kind of one of the highlights. Oh, I'll get top bunk. They used to fight over. It wasn't who was going to have the big double bed. It was a case of who was going to have the bunk beds. Oh, I'd still fight over top bunk. I mean, I'm six foot. I'd smack my, I smack my head every time I seen when I was a kid getting into a bunk bed. But I'd still do it. It'd be great. Yeah, you probably wouldn't fit in the bunk beds then because they're, they're not the longest of bunk beds. Ah, <gasps> scandalous. Unless, unless you're curled up. You, if you're curled up, you'd be fine. It just, yeah, sleep in a ball. Now, on the picture of this new um, this new Hotel Shan room, it looks like the, the spare bed or the um, the bed that kind of converts from a sofa-y type device into a bed. It looks velvet, not velvet. Yeah, velvety. Looks I like was thinking that. Swedy. Like a suede chocolate. Yeah, it doesn't look like the sort of normal mattress and duvet arrangement going on, but uh, maybe that's just it's in some sort of weird arrangement when the picture was taken. I'm, Possibly. I'm not really sure what the context is. Could be. It looks, looks like some kind of leather, like cowhide. Ooh, well, I mean, that's very Wild West. I mean, Definitely. certainly the, the, there's a sort of spread on the bed as well, and the cushions have a kind of, um, I don't know what you'd call it, that sort of mottled cow skin kind of yeah. look to them. Again, you know, looks... Looks very swanky, to be honest. It's definitely a big change, and it'd be nice sleeping in what you well. It will be a fresh new bed with fresh new linen, fresh new covers, because the ones that you used to stay in or currently do stay in, in an old style room. Again, they're, they're kind of outdated now. Even though we were talking about the Wild West theme being oldish and oldy worldy, you still want to. If you're staying in a hotel in the modern day, you do want it to be modern and fresh, even though it's still themed Wild West. Yeah, I mean, from this picture, you've got a wood-panelled kind of feature wall uh, as well, which, I mean, that I think that's that's still bringing in a lot of the kind of rustic vibes and looks looks very nice and, and swanky. I'm, I'm guessing that that would probably be a wallpaper effect. Well, yeah. That, or they're really splashing out. <laughs> I don't think they'll be doing that. They've got some of the lamps, obviously, have changed slightly as well. Uh, but one of the biggest changes 
apart from the uh, the carpets and the curtains and the beds and stuff like that, one of the biggest changes is the fact that we've now featuring characters from Toy Story in the uh, the rooms. This is this is the big change that everyone's been talking about. It is. You've got Jesse. You've got Woody. You've got Bullseye on some kind of fake shelf above the bed so you've got like fake bags and boxes and cases and crates and stuff like that yeah it looks it looks like a sort of weird mixture between a shelf and a freeze i don't really know how to describe it it is and obviously it doesn't go around the whole room and it's a nice it is a nice way of adding the disney touch to it so even though the hotel shian again for me was completely disney for a modern day audience for younger children now they're used to being, or oh, Disney is this character, or these characters are Disney. So even though I love the individuality of the original Hotel Cheyenne, and it was completely dreamt up for Disneyland Paris, I can see from a money-making idea, they can then put a big swing on it, can and say, come and stay in one of our Toy Story-themed rooms, and you're probably going to, I would say you probably get more people either willing to pay more money, or think, oh, wow, we can stay in the Toy Story room. My son loves Toy Story. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's sort of obtrusive or anything. No, uh, the only thing I don't want, because Santa Fe had done this slightly when they changed it to cars. There's a lot more images of cars around on signs and on decorations. Again, it's not totally in your face, but I think, um, well, I'm hoping that we don't see, unless it's kind of like a meet and greet or they make it more entertainment outside. Again, I'm I'm kind of I'm gonna I'm torn here. Do I want would I want to see more Woody and Jesse in the hotel, Cheyenne, or is just the theming on the the border around the top of the the, the room enough for me? I can't decide. I don't think I will decide. Do you know where I'm coming from? I do, I do. I don't really have anything to say to that because I I don't really have an answer to it myself. <laughs> I think I'm fine with sort of little little bits coming in, little bits of. Uh, film film franchise ips coming in but yeah you don't you don't want it everywhere it's nice to have something that's that's got its own character and that doesn't need to you know kind of sponge off some some other some other franchise yeah good thing is though the um the lamp the shoe lamp as we're going to call it is there and it's still there so these new Texas rooms, as they're called, are going to still feature one of my favourite parts of the, the room. You've got a nice new desk. You've got a new mirror on the other side as well. The door, which we talked about before with the horseshoe on and the gold handle, the big wooden door, that's still a feature of the hotel room as well. So it's really, really nice that they've still got that. So hopefully they're going to have new switches and new plug sockets on the wall as well because in a few of the rooms, some of the sockets and some of the plugs and switches are hanging off the walls. So hopefully, obviously they'll fix them as well. Um, on a different angle to the pictures that we've just been talking about as well, there is a nice... It's, again, it's, even though it's bigger than what's on the, um, the pattern on the wall, there's a nice picture of Woody and Jesse and probably each room will have a slightly different picture of parts of the Toy Story franchise. Now, luckily, which is a very clever idea, I haven't seen anything of Buzz Lightyear in any of the rooms yet. That would probably be a, that would definitely be a big mistake. Well, yeah, certainly, uh, you know, Woody and friends as as cowboys from the Wild West does it does fit does make sense. But yeah, Buzz Lightyear maybe not. Mind you, then again, people say Buzz Lightyear doesn't fit in Discovery Land, which sort of doesn't. Very true. And again, off topic slightly a little bit. There was some Imagineers outside of Buzz Lightyear um, a few weeks ago, months ago now, 
looking at the outside of the building. So there's a few rumours, isn't there, about what possibly might happen with that? There are indeed. We won't digress too much, but if you are interested in that, then check out the Rumour Mill article we did, August 2016. That's where you'll find it. MagicalDLP.co.uk <laughs> The lamps, um, again, it's like, kind of like another type of cowhide, isn't it? Or some kind of... It's definitely a... Even though they're obviously fake, it's in the style of what would be some kind of animal skin with the nice big thick stitching on it. Um, they've actually got embossed or imprinted onto the lamps. Again, characters from Toy Story. So as we digress, as we kind of pick in this room apart bit by bit, more and more Toy Stories coming out. But again, it's it's nicely done. It fits in with the theme, so it doesn't kind of it's not it totally in your face. So it's again, I, I like it. Uh, they've also added it to the boot lamp. So the shade, rather than it being a plain shade, is now like Woody's Roundup type theme, which again links him with the Wild West. New LCD TV, even though the only thing I would probably watch or do watch on that television is the Sophie's video, the top 10 things to know before you go. The only thing I will ever watch on there. What else? We've got the nice mirrors. Um, the bathroom, it's exactly the same work surface. Nice big mirror. Obviously, just freshened up with some new taps, hopefully, so we've got no um, rust on there. When you've talked about wood panning in the bedroom, again, the wood effect is going into the shower as well, so you've got a nice wooden effect on like around the bath um, and underneath the bath as well. And luckily, from a picture I've just seen here on DisneylandParisTreasures.com, the corridor has a new carpet, everybody. Oh! <laughs> Um, it's quite nice. It's quite nice actually. You've got horses' hooves going up the centre of it, with some stars um, on the outside, and then outside. Most of the time, it looks like it's nearly every door, but I don't think it is. You've got some like horses, or I'm trying to look, t- tilt my head and see what it is. I think it's a cowboy on a horse, like a rodeo style, doing different uh, poses all the way down the corridor. Um, and you can see how long the corridors actually are. So you've got doors on one end, doors on the other, and it's the same when you're upstairs. So. And every single room's the same. Our Texas room is what you need to go for. So make sure uh, when you are booking to stay at the hotel, Cheyenne, you're saying, please put me in a Texas room because I want to test it out. Another good DLP top tip. There we go. We um, we talked, we, well, you briefly mentioned that you don't want to stay in a hotel in Disneyland Paris and use the spa, use a swimming pool. Now, there are some hotels in Disneyland Paris that do have these features, and it's mainly every single hotel apart from the ones I've stayed in, so Santa Fe, Cheyenne, and Davy Crockett Ranch. But again, do would you feel that people would want these features in, in the hotel or not? If they, if they said, right, we're going to come out, we're going to build a swimming pool, Wild West famous swimming pool, is it needed, yes or no? Well... Well, I don't think so, no. But then again, I suppose if they if they want to have the hotel being, you know, X amount of stars, I think you, you know, you need that kind of thing to be able to claim that the hotel is is so good. Um, but you know, why do you, why do you why would you want to go swimming when, you know, Big Thunder Mountain is down the it's down the walk. That is true. I don't think I would use it. It would be nice to think. Oh, I'll pack my swimming trunks. There's a swimming pool there. I can go and swim with Jesse in the swimming pool. The only thing I could possibly think would be if you're one of these people that likes to get up at six in the morning, and that's yes. even before extra magic hours. Maybe you could have a really early morning swim, and then go to the parks. But that's true. Actually, would would the pool even be open? 
because I've I've stayed in the in Disney hotels that have pools and whatever, but I've never I've never even considered using them. Yeah, don't I, I would never I would never use them. But like you say about the star rating, it's one of those features that a lot of a lot of hotels, if they want to go for the more upmarket star rating, they do. It's one of the things that people are looking for on their list. So if they see, oh, Hotel Shane hasn't got a pool, but the Hotel New York has. Right, I'm going to go to the Hotel New York, even if they don't use it. It could be something that sways their choice, even mm-hmm. if they're never going to use it. Um, now, obviously, you've never been here before, so you won't, you, you won't even know how big or how small the bar is. Um, but when I've been, it's never been busy, never been completely full. But maybe if they had some kind of bigger bar area, the Red Garter Saloon was more of an actual saloon rather than just like a section which is turned into a little saloon. It would be, I would love it if it was kind of like the Lucky Nugget Saloon, like a really, not maybe not as big as that, but a nice big bar where there's entertainment on there. Would it take away from the village? Probably not, because not many people are using the village for entertainment. So, and if there's nothing open in the park, I think it would be quite cool to have some kind of entertainment, even if it involves some characters, or even if it didn't and it was just some country acts, uh, people singing or dancing, line dancing, that kind of thing, just to have more of a, a stage in there and a guy playing the piano and you've got a balcony at the top where you could maybe go into different rooms to get different entertainment. I don't know. I think it'd be quite cool to have that. It's never going to happen, but it'd be. I think it would be a nice addition to the hotel. I mean, Cement's Tame would always be cool. We've got uh, now in the, I think it's the Lucky Nugget Saloon in Frontierland. Now I've got a Toy Story, I think it's a couple of Toy Story puppet shows. So, yeah. you know, this kind of thing's all possible. Yeah, it'd be nice to have it as well. I think even if we're not talking about other hotels today, having, if each hotel had their own, obviously they've got their own theme, if they had their own entertainment themed on their, like the theme, if you're saying theme too many times, it's starting to make no sense at all. But <laughs> if they had entertainment based on that theme of their hotel, like Wild West, we have line dancing, um, a piano, some kind of singing group, all related to the Wild West. And then if you go to um, Hotel New York, it's all New York style entertainment. That would be, I think, that would be really, really cool. And even if you, if you can't get enough guests coming through the door to view the entertainment just from that hotel alone, if you haven't got the occupancy or there's not as many people interested in it, it'd be still quite. I can imagine a lot of people have came over from different hotels to come and see the Chippendale barbecue. So I'm sure there'll be scope if they somebody knows. Oh, tonight there's a line dancing act on. You can get involved. It's on in the, the Hotel Shan Bar. I'm going to walk across and do that at night time. Yeah, well, it'd be certainly good to sort of bring bring people across to the different hotels and, you know, have them not only as, as places for people who are staying in that particular hotel, but, you know, so that you can, you know, you, you can go for a meal in any hotel you want, you know. Why not have some well, have some entertainment going yeah, on there as well? It obviously comes down to price. So can, if, they, if they did offer this, then if they're not going to make any extra money apart from maybe the snacks and the bar, then probably the price of the staying in the hotel would go up which would then in turn put people off. And well, this... exactly. I mean, would you would you pay for that when you've... I mean, the entertainment you really want is uh, is in two theme parks. Especially if they're going to be um, starting to put nighttime entertainment in Walt Disney Studios as well. Oh, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? That's another podcast for another time. Oh, it is indeed. <laughs> but, yeah, but if once you've seen Disney Dreams, and I do watch it every time I go, but I don't watch it every night, and again, each... I always go on as there's a different type of trip, whether it's one with a school. If it's with the school, then 
I've got more of a need to be back at the hotel waiting for the students to come back. So I'm not rushing. If there was a show on or some entertainment happening in the hotel, I would be more inclined to stay there in the evenings once I've had a day in the park. And then I can wait for the students there. If it was with my family, then obviously I would stay out for Disney Dreams and I maybe wouldn't go back to the hotel as early. So obviously everyone's there for a different reason. Everyone's got different wants and needs and opinions on what makes a good holiday. So I think having the option of something on at night time would be useful. Cause at the moment, you've walked through the Disney Village or you've got the shuttle bus, you go back to the hotel, you can pop in to the Red Garter Saloon and there possibly might be something on, on the stage, some kind of tiny little show or just some music. But having something else, something bigger on offer to kind of keep people interested and out of mischief, if anything, at night time would be, I think, would be a good idea. Um, something which is listed on our show notes, which we've kind of teased you at already, and it has to be mentioned in every single podcast, projection mapping. Oh, of course it's got to be mentioned. It's great. How could we use it in the hotel, Sean, even though you've not been there? <laughs> what do you think we could do? Have you, got any, have you got any opinions on that, or do you want me to dish my opinions out? Oh, I mean, I've got no idea. I mean, you could do anything. So, say, like, in uh, Disneyland, that's that's the Californian one, they've had a sort of extended version of Disney Dreams where all of Main Street is is lit up with projection mapping. You could certainly do the same kind of thing with all of the different buildings in Hotel Cheyenne. The only thing would be you'd want to do that at night, but then people, people kind of want to sleep at night, and uh, I, I imagine that would probably get quite annoying if you had a had a room that was on the front of the building. That's true. Uh, like if we're talking about entertainment, which I just mentioned before, um, and I've, on my notes here I've put mini nighttime show, could there not be at the end of the evening, maybe, I don't know, if you would probably want to time it so it's after dreams, so people have the time to go back to their hotel. Could there be some kind of mini show like as like the end of the day, end of the evening, there's some kind of little action either... You get some silhouettes of some cowboys doing some kind of shootout. Uh, or you get some... Probably would cost too much money to have some live actors running around doing a little show which interact with, like, I don't know, gun ricochets and gunfire and bullets, signs moving, that kind of thing, in the street. Just, my obviously, I've got loads of ideas. It's never going to happen. But it'd be so nice just to have something at the end of the day. You can go back to your hotel, have a little show, and that just finishes off the night, the night really nicely for you. It would. I mean, they they call Disney Dreams the sort of the good night kiss, so to speak. But it'd be great, wouldn't it? So you know, you have you have that walk back through Disney Village and past Lake Disney, and then you get to your hotel and you're feeling a little bit bleary eyed, and you just see some silhouettes of, you know, Sheriff Woody, you know, on Bullseye or something, you know, just galloping around the, you know, around all the different buildings. It's it's just an extra little sparkle that would uh, would be just you know just a second good night kiss. Yeah. If money was no object, and again, this would probably get people wanting to come back and again and again and again, if you had a different nighttime show at the same exact time in each hotel or outside the area or if there's a certain, I don't know, lobby or something where it's just a tiny little show, just a little element, even if you didn't advertise it and it was just there for people to kind of catch their eye, you could have little things at every hotel and that everyone's saying, oh, I've stayed in the Cheyenne now. I need to go and stay in Hotel New York, and I want to see what their show is. Got to catch them all. Give, gets, you can, yeah, like Pokemon, gives it catches people in. People Let's wanna, gamify this. People want to go around, see every single hotel to see what there is. Maybe you win a prize if you get them all. 
Um, another idea with projection mapping uh, for that I've put on here was like seasoned themed projections. Now, obviously, in the Wild West, you'd, I've never seen a Christmas at a Wild West before, <laughs> but you, you could maybe possibly do something with that on the shore buildings, or if even if it was in just the um, Red Gator Saloon, probably a little bit too small, but if it was the uh, Chuck Wagon, and you've got the building is so huge, it could be something projected into the ceiling. Maybe again, um, silhouettes of people, or if there's bal- there's balconies in there, so it could just be people projected on the balconies walking around, just to give it the atmosphere that it's alive and the building is full of Wild West people, rather than just the staff and the cast, sorry the cast members walking around clearing up your empty plates, just to kind of give it a little bit more authenticity of the Wild West theme. But we could talk about this for hours, the projection mapping section, um, but. Again, there's so much you can add with a little bit of technology onto the old theming of the outside of the hotel. You could just kind of make it that little bit more spectacular now. Just, add it. just bring it all to life a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, so we don't we don't want the building to, to, to warp and change effect or anything like that. Just little elements just on the building every now and then. or It could be a fake window that's on the building and every now and then just somebody walks past the window. <laughs> Just, just the little, little details. Little touch. <laughs> um, yeah, we've went through everything we've got planned for the main section of the podcast. We're now going to go on to listener opinions. Now, I've purposely left Twitter off of this episode of the podcast, mainly because there was quite a lot of tweets, but we had even more emails, and there's some great content on these emails. So I'm going to start us off, um, Simon. So I'm going to read an email from Cat. I forgot to mention your surname on here, Kat, so I do apologise, but you're on Twitter at 831Kat. That's a K, K-A-T. So Kat says, hi, guys. Hello, Kat. Say hello to Kat. Hi, Kat. Hotel Shan was the second Disney hotel that she ever stayed in. The first was Santa Fe 10 years ago, and she wasn't impressed. Uh, very similar to me, I stayed in uh, the Santa, Santa Fe first, which I'm really happy with because I went from... Santa Fe, which for my first ever Disney stay, I was I was impressed because it was Disney, but I didn't know any better. So obviously my opinion's completely changed since then. Um, she can honestly say she was so impressed by the Cheyenne from the word go. It's a quick bus ride um, away, and when uh, we first walked through the doors in November of 2007, there was a fire roaring and there was an atmospheric smell of old wood. It's hard to explain, but it's amazing. Completely forgot to mention the, uh, the inside of the... Um, the entrance, but yeah, there's a big fire and it's so like an end is a balcony or anything like that and ooh, it's just so wooden and rustic and nice. The hotel blocks look so authentic and we love the broad walks at the front of the buildings. The names made her giggle too. Walking along it was easy to pretend that they were cowboys. In the morning going to breakfast, Goofy would be there outside like I mentioned before to greet them for which um, someone like her who gets excited when she sees characters was the best start to a day at Disney. She stayed there for eight consecutive years now. This sounds like it's me reading this, like writing this, you know. Uh, I love the rooms, really comfy bed and nice and high. She suffers with back problems um, and being able to step out of the bed rather than climb out was excellent. The beds actually are quite high up, um, so you don't have to like push yourself up out of the bed. You can, Like she says, you can kind of slide off because they're not too low down, but they're not too high. The theming at the time was good, dark wood furniture, cowboy boot lamp and cowboy themed wallpaper. There it is, the boot lamp. There it is, boot, boot, boot. What she also loves about the hotel is that it's such a short walk from the village. Last thing at night, after lots of shopping, she found that she could get into a routine. 
Starbucks hot chocolate and a gentle walk back to the hotel under the bridge along the river. One morning, walking to the park, I was astounded to see massive fish in the river, as I mentioned before. But again, it's another little attraction of something you can walk past and have a little look at. Last year, she stayed at the Shikoya Lodge. Uh, This hotel is in another league, but I find myself missing the atmosphere of the Cheyenne. I have not stayed since the refurb, so all I can say is I hope it's retained its originality and character. Thank you for reading. You're welcome, Kat. But yeah, I agree with everything there. It's my kind of. It's good to see that what I feel and what I enjoy about the hotel, other people are also enjoying the same type of things. Uh, do you want to read on with the next email, Simon? Yeah, so we've got an, uh, another email in. This one's from Katie Higgins. I love this hotel because of its theming, and it was the first hotel I ever stayed in, age 20, knowing nothing of the wonders of Disneyland Paris, and it blew me away. Now we stay there when we're on a budget, like in four weeks' time. That was probably, always... um, she's probably been and came back. Yeah, actually, thinking about it, yeah. Oh, dear, <laughs> so we're so I... late doing these podcasts. I hope you enjoyed your trip, Katie. Let us know yeah, how it went. Good. Yeah, if, you know, email us again, tell us how great Cheyenne was. Anyway, I always end up staying uh, in the bunk bed because my friend has a fear of them. That's so boring. I love bunk beds. Anyway, uh, but I've always been comfy and happy. I love the metal starlight. The breakfasts are a free-for-all, but it gives us an excuse to just go and do the extra magic hours and eat donuts with breakfast in the park. Yes, Katie, that's a great idea. Always a sensible idea. Forget, you know, the import- most important meal of the day. It's nonsense. Have donuts. Get to the park. It's great. There's, um, before you start reading the rest of it, there's a picture of me on inst- our Instagram account, Magical DLP. Um, eating one of my breakfasts, and that was Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. Oh, good, good call. Waffles, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and the biggest pile of squirty cream you could ever find, and that was all for breakfast. That sounds fantastic. There you are. It's perfect for a breakfast. That's going to set you up for a good day in the theme park. You don't need, you know, fruit and veg or... Oh, no, no. Or croissant. <laughs> anyway, back to Katie. Never had a bad experience there. The shop is very good. Saved our skins a couple of times and we'd forgotten things. I remember when they used to do pony rides, but I haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah, as you said, Andrew, some sort of weird schedule going yeah. on with the pony rides. So she hasn't seen them for a long time, but I've seen them in March. So they are still happening. Last time I was there anyway. But it's it's intermittent. You never know. Uh, so Katie's very excited to see the uh, refurbished rooms at some point. Well, maybe you've seen them already. Uh, she'd always recommend the Cheyenne to people as holiday prices increase, especially if you're not planning on spending much time in your hotel room. Sounds like top quality advice right there. There we go. We've got lots of love for the hotel. Uh, our good friend KG from Twitter uh, st- starts off with saying, Hello guys, it's KG from Twitter. Bonjour. <laughs> Hello there. I'm glad you're covering this hotel on the podcast. The Hotel Shan is my favourite hotel in DLP for many reasons. The visual and atmosphere of the gra- the hotel grounds, the reception area, the general store and the breakfast area make you feel like you're in the Old West and that's the feeling that when Disney... Sorry, yeah, when in Disney you're in another world. I have stayed there four times in a row and I'll be there again for the fifth time this November in one of the new renovated Texas rooms. KJ, you need to tell us what it's like. Send us lots of pictures that look even better than the old style, and I really like that style. But the new rooms do look amazing. The cast members there are always friendly and helpful, and I find that if you greet and communicate as much as you can in basic French, it goes a long way with the CMs. I guess that applies to across most of the park as well, really. The bus service to the park from the hotel is good and doesn't take tower too long. However, I do always do the 10-minute uh, walk along the river as it adds a little more atmosphere for me. Thanks for reading and keep up the good work on the best DLP podcast, in my opinion. Thumbs up. Thank you, KG. And it's a top quality opinion. And there we have it again. This, you know, just just 
walk to the parks you know it's such a it's such a nice walk you know as you say going along the river and then you get the nice walk past uh, lake disney and through disney village it's sort of probably takes a bit longer yes but it sets everything up nicely as katie says there's just a little bit more atmosphere there and that's that's what we go to disney for that's what we go for that's why that's why we pay a little bit extra to stay on site as well in my opinion so you do get to walk through everything disney and get to walk through the village even as much even as many people that hate the village I still like it. It's for me. It's again. It's always been part of my trip because I've always stayed on site. So I've always walked through it on the way to Disneyland Paris. So it, it kind of gets me ready for getting to the park. Also, walking to the village or through the village to the park, it's kind of your warm-up exercise, isn't it? Because you're spending all of your day on your feet, running around on your feet, walking around, queuing. The walk to the park kind of is your warm-up, getting you in the mood. Yeah, and I mean that, you know, you can burn the calories that you're about to just pack on with breakfast at Gibson Girl or Donuts. Exactly. <laughs> now, I didn't plan this on purpose, but I'm going to take the next one, which means you've got a, one from our friend Paul, which is about four pages long. So that that worked out well on my part. <laughs> um, Lake Wade, as the first hotel me and my fiancé stayed in on our first trip to Disneyland Paris, it's always got a special place in his heart. The theming is so unique with a fat fantastic atmosphere from the moment you walk into reception to the moment you turn out the lampshade in the bedroom go on lampshade with a great price plan it's a hotel you need to experience adding even more magic to the resort and that's plaza gardens on twitter if you uh, want to follow them and their interesting tweets but yeah simple short and sweet but it kind of agrees with everything everyone said as soon as you walk through the front door the music the atmosphere it's all there and most importantly the lampshade the lampshade there again Right, we have another email from Paul Hancock. It is huge, but it's got some absolutely fantastic bits in it. So, we went uh, first went to DLP in 2004 when my wife won a radio phoning competition. Damn, I wish I had won a radio phoning competition to go to Disney. That sounds good. We had two nights at the Newport Bay Hotel with park tickets upgraded free from Santa Fe. That's absolutely. A good, sorry, that's a good choice. Upgraded from Santa Fe. That was well done. Yep, there you are. And absolutely fell in love with DLP. From the moment we got off the coach after a 17-hour trip from Newcastle, uh, Andrew, you'll know exactly what that must be like. In 2005, we went back for a week and booked the Cheyenne to pander to my Wild West likes, and we fell in love with the hotel. We've been back to Disneyland Paris every year since, and when we stayed on site, it was at the Cheyenne. Santa Fe was the same price, but looked cheaper. It's quite a lot of disappointing. Newport Bay was too big, <laughs> New York Hotel was too corporate, and Disneyland Hotel too expensive. I think that's a really good summing up of all the hotels, to be perfectly frank. That's how Disneyland Paris should list them on their website. Yep. <laughs> Santa Fe, that's Santa it, Fe, in a nutshell. Santa Fe looks cheap. Cheyenne is the best hotel. Sakai Lodge disappointing. Newport Bay too big. New York Hotel too corporate. Disneyland Hotel too expensive. So you need to stay at the hotel, Cheyenne. Now, here's where we get into a bit of Disneyland philosophy almost. So, the Cheyenne is THE Disney Hotel at Disneyland Paris. The Pink Palace is too expensive to be serious. Everyone can afford to go to the Cheyenne. Walt said Disney was for everyone, and so is the Cheyenne. The theme is superb and consistent across the hotel. It appeals to young and old, male and female. The atmosphere in the hotel blocks, the restaurant, and even around the hotel estate is fantastic. Turning off the path by the Rio Grande, you enter a bubble that no other hotel provides. The area is quiet when you want it, rowdy when it suits, and always has little things that you didn't notice before. The reception and check-in area still gives me goosebumps, and I managed to sit by the chuck wagon entrance with a coffee for an hour last trip. Just people watching. 
I wonder why you were sitting there, because that's the only place you can get Wi-Fi in the park. <laughs> Just uh, quickly, oh, what's the magical DLP been up to on Twitter? Exactly. That's what you should be visiting when you're sat in the reception area of, of Fort Ocean. Straight on to magical DLP. <laughs> None of the other hotels have the rest areas outside the room blocks. Good to sit, chat, coffee, beer, uh, on a nice, warm summer evening. The now, small... sorry, New York Hotel has an outside bar area, I'm sure. At the does back. it? I'm sure... Now, somebody said it didn't, and I said, no, I'm sure it does. But every time I walk from the Hotel Cheyenne and past the ice rink, which is sometimes got taxis on it. Oh, I'm I know sure what you mean. At the back of there, I'm sure I've seen tables. Now, whether they're just... So have I, but I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone actually sat there. Or is that part of the the buffet restaurant they have there? Possibly, but I'm going to say the people, the tables are there so people can sit on them if they want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely can't think of anyone ever sitting there, but... If you've sat there, let us know. Let us know. New York Hotel, sat there. All one hashtag, one word. All one word. <laughs> the small area outside the Red Garter is also a favourite, and on numerous occasions we've struck up friendships with other guests of different nationalities while sitting with a drink for an evening. Once uh, once there's a few families there, the atmosphere is brilliant. That's great, isn't it? Disneyland bringing people together. That's exactly what Walt would have wanted. Exactly. The room quality is absolutely fine, and we've never had a bad room. The facilities are good quality, without being overly expensive, and fit the Disney ethos of fantasy and magic. Back in the Wild West again. The new refurbs look superb, and I hope we get one in October. Only downer is... Well, it's nearly October now, so have fun on your holiday. (laughs) Only downer is the corridor floors are noisy at times. Other guests arriving late can disturb. And, of course, Andrew doesn't like the carpets, as we've just found out. The loss of the bunk beds may be an issue. We'll wait and see. The TV and bathroom upgrades look good. Ethernet in the room's a bonus, but Wi-Fi should have been brought in across the resort, actually. I know this is in the works for next year, though. It's the only yeah, hotel... I'm going to push in again. Go for it. When we... Our travel provider, Creighton Education one, they did say that when we go next time, which will be the end of February... No, this obviously might have changed already, but they were promised by their connections in Disneyland Paris that Wi-Fi would be in the rooms by our next visit. So that's, you say you go in February? February, so hopefully by, well, from what we've been told, don't shoot the messenger, I'm just telling you what I've been told, but I was told that Wi-Fi would be in most of the rooms, so probably in the block, probably as they go through block by block. I'm not sure if they're putting in the capacity to have the Wi-Fi in there, or it will be available, but it's definitely on its way. Now, I have to say, it's, it's an interesting one, this Wi-Fi debate, because I've heard that Walt Disney Studios Park should have it from the end of 2016 and Disneyland Park from early 2017, but I'm amazed that the hotels don't have it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the holiday company, Thompson, I'm pretty sure that all of their hotels, it's actually a requirement that they yeah. have Wi-Fi. <laughs> so it's, I find it interesting that Disney's... A bit behind the times, really. I mean, it's 2016. Yeah, one of our most popular articles that's viewed every single day on our website is actually the one about Wi-Fi. And I'm, I can't even find it. It's so popular. But um, there's a map on there. And I'll, again, I'll try and link it in. With, uh, but We don't really do show notes. But I'll, I'll link it in somewhere. But the Santa Fe and the Cheyenne are the only ones that... I'm, I'm sure are the only ones now that don't offer it in their hotel rooms. Well, it's time that came along then. So I'm sure every they're the only ones that don't. I'm, I'm sure every other hotel has it in most of the hotel rooms. Again, correct me if we're wrong, but that's what's on the plan on uh, our Magical DLP website. Anyway, we shall go back to Paul. 
It is the only hotel on the resort that has an outside theming as well. The corral, the outside area, the bar, the pony rides, and now the barbecue and characters. It's a shame that the play areas, the teepees, Fort Apache, were left to decline. Possibly being refurbished now? Andrew, do we know anything about that? No, that's what I was mentioning before. When I last went there, they did look run down. You could go into the teepees. Um, I haven't heard anything about Fort Apache, but it'll, it's another bit of entertainment or something to keep the kids occupied if you want them to run off for five minutes while you're at the hotel. So it'll be it'll be lovely to see if they were refurbished. And if they're not going to be refurbished, they kind of need to be taken down. I agree with that. Uh, Paul's not sure, though, about adding the Toy Story element to the theming, uh, but to be fair, it is subtle from what he's seen. And yeah, I, I'd agree with that same from what we've seen. Here's the most important thing I think Paul has to say. And we still have the boot lamp smiley Come face. On, get in. There we are. Brownie points for Andrew and his boot lamps. He loves the boot lamps. If I don't get a boot lamp for Christmas, that's it. <laughs> I'll get one on order now. <laughs> the Red Garter could do with redecorating, as it's a bit shabby. And the restaurant needs more drinks, machines, toasters for the breakfast scrum. And as we learnt this morning, apparently, uh, this morning, what am I on about? <laughs> this podcast hasn't been that many hours long. As we have also learnt in this podcast. Also need some more milk machines by the cereal. (laughs) Chaos is occurring. The small games run by the shop is a bit run down now, and the games machine needs modernising or just fixing and maintaining. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Fair enough. There's no games machines in the Wild West. That's very true. Who needs games machines anyway? It's a theme park. Bigger things to do. Dill Piers, our family holiday, uh, even though the kids are now 28 and 21. We go for a week, have four or five days, Disneyland Paris package, and two or three days in Paris. We stay off-site when not using the parks, but we always book Cheyenne for the package. Me and my wife often take weekend breaks to Paris, but we always manage to visit Disneyland Paris, and we always have a meal, a drink, and a chill-out at the Cheyenne. Cheers, Paul. An amazing email. And again, it shows all the different elements. When you think of going to a hotel from mostly any holiday apart from maybe if you're going to Spain or you're going on an all-inclusive holiday and you want as many like features as possible you do, you probably wouldn't even use half of the stuff that people are mentioning in the email if you know what I mean you've got like, the theme in um, the, the atmosphere in the restaurant in the in the entrance area all the different parts of the, the rooms even though sometimes you talk about it, you think oh it's quite simple there's so many features and it all adds together to one amazing package it does. I mean, what's very clear from all your emails, from everything that you've sent us on Twitter and Facebook, you guys love the Hotel Cheyenne. It's so, so popular. And if you don't love it, you've missed your chance to tell us because you haven't emailed us in. Tut, tut, tut. So, from our research, and according to 100% of the sample from Magical DLP, 100% of people love the Hotel Cheyenne. That is, that's a real statistic. <laughs> that's 100% fact. Um, an email from Alan Wheeler, our last email of the podcast. He goes on to say, Hi, Andrew and Simon. Uh, we've not stayed at the Hotel Shan, but have this August gone to eat there at the uh, Chuckwagon Cafe for the Cheyenne barbecue. So he actually went to the barbecue. We walked in from the village, and as soon as you walk into the grounds of the Cheyenne, the theming hits you right in the face. It really is very good and totally Disney. The real reason we were tempted to eat there was because of the good reports he had heard about the characters at the barbecue. They did certainly not disappoint. In rotation, there are Chip and Dale and Goofy. Whilst Goofy is great, the real stars are Chip and Dale. Yes, we were... Chip and Dale. Woo! We were there, I think, for four rotations, and they were really on great form, sometimes moving through the outside tables, dancing and playing with the country singer's band. I forgot there was a band. That's another good element. That's very cool. Or once got loads of kids sat around them and playing with them. 
The food was decent. Pudding's very good. Now I'm one for a very good pudding. That's that is a very solid point he's made there. If the puddings are good, that's it. That's great. So normally, if I go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, if there's something I'm not like particular, if it, if it's something I don't want or I'm not sure about the chicken, I always go for a good pudding. Yeah, I, feel, I, feel... I mean to be honest, whenever I eat at a buffet, I get to the puddings. And I'm oh, I'm so stuffed. Why did I eat so much of everything else? But you still find some room. Oh, definitely. And um, I've learned now that you go for a half, maybe a, a f- one full decent plate of main, then about four puddings. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure you're going through all the puddings. Lemberang pie, chocolate cake, ice cream. Gotta try them all. Go for it all. It would be rude not to. Unfortunately, it seems that the barbecue was just for August, but if it's on when you're there, I'd certainly recommend it. As for staying at the hotel, we've previously previously stayed at the Santa Fe, and he personally thinks he prefers the surroundings of the Cheyenne. Keep up the good work. All the best. Our friend, Alan Wheeler. Thank you, Alan. So, yeah, even though probably similar to you, have you ever been anywhere near the Cheyenne, Simon, or you've been nowhere near it? Um, no, not really, because it's sort of the other the other side isn't it it's it's past sequoia lodge and uh, yeah. the new york hotel so there's not really i've you know i've not been to dinner there or anything so i've never really found any reason to head down there but um obviously alan's alan's very similar never stayed there before so he's obviously heard of this barbecue with chip and dale went for it found it i was very impressed and was very impressed so next time you're in disneyland paris you need well, to just go for a little wonder. If there's a buffet barbecue going on, I mean, I'm in. I'm game. <laughs> so hopefully you'll be on when you uh, make it there again. Definitely and the kind of thing not, that tempt me in. If not, you just need to go for a walk there anyway, because again, the theming, you need to... Uh, take it all in. Yeah, take it in first hand. Rather than listening for an hour and a half podcast where you've never been to it before. <laughs> but hopefully it's painting a picture now of all the amazing stuff, and you're definitely going to make your way to it. Well, it's painting a very good picture. There we go. And t- talking of pictures, all you need to do is search for Hotel Cheyenne and you can find thousands and thousands of pictures of the hotel from many different angles. And I recommend you do that, Simon. One iTunes review as well from the UK. Five star, absolutely awesome. Um, Zinc Manganese, what a great username that is. I adore this podcast. The sheer wealth of information that is brought up makes it really interesting to listen to, which is balanced nicely by the humour in the conversations between the two wonderful hosts. I didn't realise we tried to be humorous. I thought we were very serious. It's very serious, yeah, 100%. There's no banter or no, laughing. We don't, or... we don't do that. There are there are no jokes. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Anyway, I have been listening to these podcasts on the way to and from GCSE exams and they've really helped me to calm myself down before exams and prepare my Disneyland knowledge before my trip later this month. Awesome podcast, guys. Now, the date's not on this, but this probably was a couple of months ago now, especially when it was talking about GCSE exams. So, Zinc Manganese, you've had a shout-out. Tell us, how did you do in your exams? Yeah, I hope they went well. Hopefully they went very well for you. Hopefully you got to what you wanted to get for the next level, college, sixth form, apprenticeship, yeah, best, best of luck with that kind of thing. Hopefully, well, you will have received those a couple of weeks ago now. Tell us how you've done. But also, you've said there you had a trip to Disneyland Paris later this month. You've probably been and came back now. Yeah, let us know how it was. Tell us how your trip went. Email us on podcast at magicaldlp.co.uk. Tweet us at magicaldlp. You can also tweet Simon on at simcitywest. Hello, hello. Hello there. So, yeah, get in touch. Let us know how you went. If you haven't left us an iTunes review yet and you're out there in the wild west of podcast world, 
give us an iTunes review. If you don't listen to us on iTunes, still sign up to iTunes. Give us an iTunes review. It makes us look better. Makes we us love climb, iTunes reviews. Makes us climb the rankings. Huzzah! Us, yeah, get more listeners. We get more podcasts, hopefully. Um, so, there's not much else to say, rather that, uh, other than we're going to wrap this up now. I'm going to go back to the script. because I was, There's a script? As you can tell, all that's unscripted until this last section. Are you ready for me to do this last section now, Simon? I'm so ready for this. Let's go. <clears throat> the focus of the next episode of the Magical DLP podcast will see me and Simon discussing the world-famous Walt Disney Studios attraction. Wait for it. Armageddon. Hey, we love Armageddon. Yeah, best thing ever. <laughs> Get excited. Let us know your opinions on this infamous attraction, good or bad. Please, please send us something good about this. There's, <laughs> there's, there's going to be a lot of depressing things to read otherwise. To be honest, I'm looking forward to mentioning some good things about the attraction. Yeah. It's going it's to be a balanced podcast, isn't it? We're going to give both sides of the coin. There needs to be both sides of the argument, yeah. Email us at podcast at magicaldlp.co.uk. Message us on Twitter. We're on Facebook or on our website, magicaldlp.co.uk. As I mentioned, you can leave a five-star iTunes review and get in touch. The podcast is nothing without you. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting finding some information out about Armageddon. It is. I mean, there's there's some spacey things, and then there's a lot of flashy, fire. Flashy things. Yeah, some, Mo- some sort of shaky things. Movie things. Uh, a Russian bloke speaking English. TV, yeah, TV, TV that talks for an hour. Um, oh, I'd forgotten the pre-show. Why <laughs> did you bring the pre-show up? Well, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna read the pre-show script word for word. <laughs> if there's not if there's nothing else we can talk about about the attraction, we're gonna do the pre-show. And yeah, then we're gonna reenact the whole film. Andrew and Simon present the pre-show. <laughs> it's gonna be great. We um, do we do a brilliant job of it. Now it's I'm just wondering. Joke. Should we do a spin-off episode? And we could do that for real. How funny would that be? Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us for episode 14 of the Magical Disneyland Paris podcast. If you forgot what our hashtag questions were, listen back to the podcast again, because I forgot what they are already. I've forgotten them as well. Um, I'll have to listen to it again. <laughs> but yeah, answer our questions, whatever they were. I think it was Pony Rides, a Ford. What else was there? I can't remember now. Listen to us again on iTunes. Until next time, goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Tell me one thing, where'd you learn to shoot like this? 7-Eleven.